0: Welcome to the Wildly Confident Podcast, where we discuss all the ways to help you get more confident, make more money, and get the results you want in your life stacked. I'm Katherine Wisner, your host. I'm a certified life coach through the Life Coach School and the creatrix of my own multi-million dollar business. Hey, I'm so excited you're here. Today, we are going to be chatting about death and Death as a teacher. So before you hop off the podcast, because you're like, I don't want to learn about death as a teacher, hang in there for a few minutes and see if, if this might resonate with you. And if you already know it's not, go ahead and turn it off and listen to one of my other podcasts. But death is not something I have in the past enjoyed talking about that much. You know, death has been something that when I was younger, I was very afraid of. And don't get me wrong, I still don't want to die today. <laughs> but I have a much more intimate relationship with Death. And it's one of my greatest teachers. And every day, every day, I I drop in and chat chat with Death. Chat with my one of my mentors, call I call Death, one of my advisors. <laughs> and it really helps me stay focused on what's important in life and helps me drop a lot of the pettiness that I, I used to get caught up in. For me, you know, I, my first real experience with death, and I'm sure you everyone has a, a story about death that you might be thinking back on right now, maybe the first time someone that you are very close with died came when my aunt um, passed away and she was pretty young she died in her in her late 30s of breast cancer and i remember just being devastated by this and not i was young myself and not having any idea other than just going to a funeral how to process death so let me share with you how my journey came about about how to get to know death better and it comes from something that happened to me in my mid 30s. I actually had a near death experience and it's it was utterly transformative to me. And I I rarely talk about it because it seems like such a long time ago, even though it really wasn't. But so much has happened in my life since that has been absolutely transformational that it it seems like so long ago. Um but I had a near a near death experience in my mid 30s. I had gone to the hospital for a pretty routine, routine um, procedure, and I had had um, an allergic reaction to some medication. And you know, unexpectedly, right? <laughs> if I had known I was going to have an allergic reaction to it, I wouldn't have taken it. But for whatever reasons, and I, I certainly look back and think this this experience was one of the Best things that ever happened to me. I cannot believe I'm saying that. At the same time, I wish it upon nobody else. It was an absolutely terrifying experience as well and caused a lot of um, trauma in my life. That the only way I could heal from it was going on a much bigger spiritual journey than I probably would have signed up for previously. And that spiritual journey really opened me up to so many wonderful things. And so that trauma. You know, transformed into so much beautiful growth for me. And I'd had to be a big trauma to get the big growth, at least in my life. I don't think that's always true. And again, I wish trauma upon nobody. But, you know, I'm going to be talking on and off today about Tichnat Han, who just recently passed away. And since we're talking about death, it seems very appropriate. But, he had the say, saying, you know, no, no mud, no lotus, right? And if lotus is really a symbol of enlightenment, it's a symbol of expansion and growth. And I think expansion and growth is at the core, uh, at least one of the major cores of uh, every human's desire here on Earth. Once you take away all of the layers of what I would call false desire, things from like, you know, money to... um fancy things, right? Like material possessions. Often material possessions are often like false desires and we get down to the real desires in life. And and again, there's nothing wrong with false desires. That that seems like I'm being negative towards them. You've often hear, heard me talk about how much I love money and I love material things. And I do because I, I also think they're huge teachers for us in getting to these true desires, these things that I think at the heart of the matter, you know, most humans have these in common, it, it's a desire for to feel free. Okay, a desire for freedom in the life. And freedom often is that expansive state. It's a feeling of growth in you, right? The other thing I think a lot of humans desire is uh, love and connection and feeling like they're part of something, feeling like they're not alone, right? that sense of security and unconditional love, acceptance, respect. So, so much of my growth, my expansion in my life really happened from the time of that accident to now. And I'm so grateful for it because it opened me up to experience uh, the, the feeling of something that I had really avoided before maybe partially because of my aunt's death, like that felt very traumatic to me at a young age. And I was really afraid of death. Um, my, I don't think I got the resources I needed when I was younger to understand it. And I think that's part of this culture. We don't talk about death. Death is one of those things that's just, it's like, don't talk about that. It gets negative. We should talk about happy things. And except death is the yin to the yang of life. <laughs> You know, they exist. Life exists because of death. And with that, you know, and just the fact that we don't spend enough time talking about death or even knowing how to be with death, um, we really miss out on, I think, some of the fullness and the expansiveness that life can give us. And that's why death is a great teacher. You know, I love nature. And I I think you have to go back to nature to find the quote unquote real world. Anytime you feel lost, like just go back to nature and see what nature does. And that's the real world. We live in a very fake world, where we hide things, right? We hide death, most importantly. It's just something that is baked in to this culture. When was the last time you talked about death? Right? Probably not I mean, I guess we're talking about today, but other than today, when was the last time? Probably when someone passed away, right? And I just think it shouldn't be such a taboo topic. Talking about death doesn't make it more likely to happen. Maybe people don't talk about death. Like, I mean, I feel like I didn't talk about it that much because I was afraid of it. And that was because I didn't really understand it. I didn't really understand what the greater purpose of death was in my life. Because in this life, I'm alive, right? When Once I die, I'll be dead. But thinking and talking about death while I'm alive actually is super expansive, gives me a lot more freedom, and helps open up and expand my mind beyond some of the narrow things I might be stuck in on a day-to-day basis. I mean, typically, you know, we get stuck in our daily trance of to-do lists and what we need to get done, right? We're rushing from here to there. If you didn't listen to my podcast on healing hurry sickness from last week, go check it out. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much the way this culture is built to be um, not really enjoying the present moment, to, but just as soon as this item is done and we've done it and we've achieved it to move on to the very next thing because we are like doing machines that are programmed to do, do, do. We're like little computers, uh, little human computers. But that is not our nature, right? Look to nature, if you're confused about this, right? This is a false reality that we are living in. If you look to nature, things die every day in nature. You look to nature, right? Things things in nature aren't always doing, especially right now, it's the winter time and there's a lot of not doing right now in nature, right? Seeds are under the ground, just hanging out. Some animals are kind of out and about getting a few things, but mostly they're trying to conserve energy, this is a time of rest. It is not constantly do 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 do, but because of the and I'm calling this the false world we've constructed. And there's nothing again wrong with the false world. Like there's a lot of creature comforts here. We live in our houses. We have electricity. We're warm all the time. But because we have shielded ourselves away from nature, we've created a place where we have electricity. You know, we have ways to communicate via email really quickly, right? We have outpaced our own human bodies and minds. <laughs> we have we're going, like we're creating a world that's too fast for nature. And hence, because we are of nature, we are from nature, it is too fast for us. So death is a great way to drop back in to nature, drop back in to the wisdom all around you when you are in that fake world and you are doing, 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 and you are caught up in all sorts of little stories that really just don't matter, right? One of the things I I, I try to ask myself every day, I actually have a sticky note on my computer, Right. A lot of people have like sticky notes on their computer, like, have a great day or you know, any of that stuff. And I love that stuff, right? But the sticky note on my computer is, Death, what should I do today? <laughs> and I laugh because I have such a, a a kind of joking relationship. I think humor is a great way to to start to open yourself up to death. Anyone who's ever had a near death experience. And maybe I'll talk more about mine at the end of the podcast a bit more. But anyone who's ever had that experience, it just has a different, I think has a different depth around life. When you have gone to that other side in such a dark place, and you've recognized those experiences and those feelings, it's a lot easier to tap back into it. But there's also a wisdom to it to bring to other people. So they, and I obviously don't want anyone to have to experience what I went through. Absolutely not. And but I want to share the wisdom from it with you because I don't think you have to experience it to go to have to use this wisdom in your life. It's just very easy for me to tap back into it because I I remember those feelings still. They're very visceral in my body, and it's really good for me to ask death like what to do about these issues that come up in my life, right? What to do about this? And it just it makes everything so freaking clear most of the time. (laughs) The things I'm worrying about on a daily basis are just not even worth it. I am way too narrow. I am way too much, sometimes in a small mindset. I'm not being expansive. I'm not in a place of true freedom, which is where I really want to be anyway. And this just reminds me that like, booshed, you know, I have so many options and most of the things I worry about don't really matter. Right, don't really matter. There's a beautiful practice that Thich Nhat Han talks about, and I'm going to share it with you. And it's a practice to do with somebody else. And you start out by um, just looking at the other person in the eyes and and saying Namaste to them. Right? We bow and we say Namaste. Right? And then you hug the other person. And after the hug, you each take a breath in together and you both say in your head or out loud, I'm going to die. And then you take a second breath together and you say, you're going to die. And then you say, and we just have these precious moments together. hmm Oh my gosh. So powerful. Such an amazing, amazing practice just to immediately bring you back to what matters in life, right? If you just thought about doing that, and it brought some tears to your eyes, it brought tears to my eyes too. <laughs> um, and without death, we wouldn't have that, like that that ability to really, really get in touch again with what matters. We could just live our entire life with the endless to-do list, right? And just keep doing things. But when we start to think about a limited, we only have a limited amount of time here, and I'm going to die, right? We just admit that out loud, I'm going to die. And we admit out loud, you're going to die. Those are facts, right? There's nothing... Yeah, we don't want to die, right? I totally, I totally feel that way. But there's nothing wrong with saying this because it just... It puts it into crystal clear clarity that we're both going to die one day and we just have these precious moments together. And what that does is it takes these moments to like this amazing depth. Do you see how death and, and allowing death into your life to be that sort of advisor or mentor to give you this wisdom creates so much more depth in your life to have these really amazing, heartfelt, loving connections with people which, again, is I think one of the other things we all desire in our life, right? I think we all desire to have love, right? To feel seen, to matter, right? And here's those, there's this ability to have this experience and to, to just do this practice. I mean, I suggest doing this practice once a day with someone in your life. And the amount of gratitude that you're going to feel doing this as well, it's just absolutely beautiful, So I'm going to share a few reflections uh, from my own experience uh, around death. And you may or may not relate to some of this stuff. But for me, after that experience, I just had this real, um, gosh, I did not... I I was someone who just believed and I think like a lot of people in this culture, because I don't, I wasn't practicing this, practicing this, like, let's converse with death every day. Let's look at death every day, not from a place of stuckness or freeze or, you know, fear, but from a place of this is part of life. This is part of the yin and yang of life. And Part of what gives life the depth and fullness and expansion and freedom and connection that are really important is also including death in it. And those two both need to be celebrated to some extent, right? Or at least included in the conversation a lot more than it is. But going back to that time in my life, I remember having this experience and and being like in shock that something like this could have happened to me and that totally, um taken aback by by the thought that i almost died and what the freak was i doing with my life you know i was working a ton of hours um, in a job that i liked a lot you know but and but i i was always living for like some future moment in my life i i did meditate i studied mindfulness based stress reduction <laughs> john kabat-zinn stuff like i i did do a number of those things too Before this happened to me, I I wasn't a non spiritual person, but certainly after this happened, I became a deeply, deeply spiritual person. Because when I was uh, partially going through part of this in the hospital, I was like in this place of of, now looking back on it, I I think it was a place of, of limbo or something, a place where people were either dead or not quite dead yet. And I was having conversations with them and even having like a conversation with my uh one of my ancestors it was like absolutely a totally totally wild experience for me but it opened me up to a whole new realm of of possibilities in my brain and afterwards i was like wow what am i doing with my with my life like i could die any day and i don't want to have And I mean, I I guess after you die, maybe we don't really know what happens. Again, I have beliefs, but I'm not going to go into them too much here. But yeah, I don't have regrets. And at that time, I remember sitting there and just crying a lot because I had a lot of regrets. I realized if I had died that day, oh my gosh, I had so many regrets in my life. Everywhere from not having the deep connections, uh, time as much deep connections and love with my family, not having enough deep connections with my community, spending too much time working and worrying about the future, uh, spending too much time worrying about money and material possessions, spending a lot of time just taking care of my material possessions, right? I'd accumulated so much. It was like that stuff was suffocating me and promising right then and there that I was going to make a change in my life and that I wanted to move to a place where if I was to die the next day that I wouldn't have those regrets and that meant a very big, you know, mind mindset shift in my life and for me the greatest teacher to that was these questions was making death, you know, my uh my advisor My, who do I ask questions to? What would death do, right? (laughs) I love that. Not what would Jesus do, but what would death do? Oh my gosh. Yeah. But thinking about that question every day, not from a place of fear, not from a place of being frozen or afraid, but from a place of gratitude for life, I'm putting things in perspective. And one little fun thing for people out there that are looking to uh, create a different world than the late capitalist patriarchal one that we mainly live in now, I think death is uh, at least understanding and thinking about death is one of the keys to unlocking a different type of future, Um, one where there is more reverence for a slower life, more reverence for community and safety and meeting basic needs for people. Um, I do and, and love universal love and oneness. I think death is, is, a, is a key to all of that because right now death is hidden from us. Death is shielded. And I think it's done on purpose to, uh, destroy, to keep us in fear of it because it's such a powerful energy once we start bringing it into our lens every day we start acknowledging that, at least right now, our human life is finite, right? We don't live for forever. And we start looking at that every day. We probably are going to be making some different choices about how we spend our time and our energy. And they might not be trying to accumulate a ton of things we don't really need, right? And spending a lot of our time trying to distract ourselves from the discomfort or lack of connection we have in our life. We might instead... Uh, distracting ourselves from our pain, go out and create those connections, create that love we want in our life. We might make a choice to work less hours because we don't actually need a lot of the things we've been told that we need. And again, this is not meant to be judgmental uh, about doing any of those things either. But I I do think inviting this practice of conversing with the idea that we're going to die one day into your life gives you so much more freedom at least it's given me a lot more freedom than I had previously. So I'm really, really just absolutely so grateful for it. I also, I'm going to recommend a talk by Tara Brock. If you're interested in learning some practices to help you even deepen this conversation with death, um, and it's called uh, The Four Remembrances. Uh, you can listen to that talk on YouTube. Again, it's Tara Brock. And then the talk is The Four Remembrances. And I'm gonna leave this podcast with part of a poem by Tichnot Han called Oneness. The moment I die, I will try to come back to you as quickly as possible. I promise it will not take long. Isn't it true? I'm already with you in every moment. I come back to you in every moment. Just look, feel my presence. If you want to cry, please cry. And know that I will cry with you. The tears you shed will heal us both. Your tears are mine. The earth I tread this morning transcends history. Spring and winter are both present in the moment. Young leaf and the dead leaf are really one. My feet touch deathlessness and my feet are yours. Walk with me now. Let us enter the dimension of oneness and see the cherry tree blossoms in winter. Hey, I am so glad you joined us this week. And as a reminder, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. Please use your guidance and judgment when making any sort of changes to your life that are best for you. Thanks so much.